you are listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I am here with the legend, Sung Soo of Across the Bifrost. I feel like I need a beautiful voice singing in the background now. It's crazy how many people don't like my intro music. I love it. And at this stage, I'm just like, I'm stubbornly never going to change that. So <laughs> I dig the intro music. It gets a little long, like after I listen to an episode when I'm about to listen to another one, where then you have the whole outro and then another intro. That's about the only time where I'm like, all right, I want to hear more TT and Pat. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's understandable. We, we tried to cut it down. You know, we pulled it out of the after the credit scenes entirely. Uh, but yeah, the outro, it's still there. And all it's, I think it's like 50 seconds or something. So it's definitely a long outro. Yeah, that was a lesson I had to learn in podcasting back in the day because I wanted to play like all sorts of music and crossovers and stuff. And like, I've really tried to tone that down and keep it keep it tight because as much as I love music, that's not necessarily what podcasting is about. But this is actually kind of a great topic for us because we're going to be talking about podcasting in general. And that's been the kind of focus of this three episode series that I'm doing. I wanted to bring on some people that focus on different content creation routes and see if we can share some share some stuff with the audience, with the with the listeners and see if maybe we inspire some people to tackle some new projects themselves. So this one in particular I bugged TT to come on so that we could talk about podcasting because he's done um, quite a few different shows in his time. And so I thought it'd be fun to give us a chance to chat and any excuse to bring Sung Soo on the show is a good one. Yeah, it's always good to talk Omnis. <laughs> like we talked about a little bit off camera, so to speak. I'm sure you're going a little crazy in the current uh, world climate. So I'm happy to uh, satisfy some of their uh, extrovert tendencies and uh, get a good conversation with you. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Definitely been recording for a while and uh, hopefully your listeners get some value out of this. Perfect. All right. Well, let's dive right in. So obviously the listeners should know by now um, you are a host and I would say the primary producer for Across the Bifrost. You do the technical stuff behind the scenes, right? Pat's not real involved in that part. No, the, the actual editing is all me. Uh, so the recording and the editing falls on my side. Uh, Pat is definitely very involved in some of the structure creation. And um, I don't know if you want me to dive into this too much now, but he, he's involved in kind of the pre-production of the show. I do all the post-production, if that makes sense. Nope, makes perfect sense. All right, well, before we dive in a lot into Across the Bifrost specifically, why don't you tell the listeners, how did you get into podcasting the first time, like for your very first show, what kind of inspired that avenue? As Omnis has said, I've actually recorded over 140 podcasts now, uh, which is pretty, pretty interesting when you, when you splice that out, you know, each one of those was about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So it's a lot of content that I've ended up producing. Some of it was good and some of it was just content. Uh, so, uh, Charles and I met, uh, way back when I was playing War Machine, which was uh, about three, three and a half, four years ago now. And the reason I got into podcasting is because the War Machine community has a big tournament called the WTC, the World Team Championships. And uh, in order to make that, you, you do have to be a good player. But in addition, it's a bit of a popularity show. Uh, maybe not a popularity contest is a bad way to say it, but you have to be selected to a team and the selection was always a little bit vague. So I actually started podcasting to just get my name out there a little bit more. Uh, you know, we both played uh, War Machine pretty uh, heavily. Uh, you know, I'm not sure you could tell me the winner of Adepticon from four years ago, but a lot of people in the War Machine community know me still because of the podcasting. So I actually did it initially as a branding of myself to help get my name out there so that when people heard about me, uh, there'd be a little bit more credence behind me. And then uh, from doing it from that, I actually discovered I really enjoyed podcasting. 
it helped me uh, step back a little bit, think a little bit deeper about the game. And it was a really enjoyable way to connect with people I wouldn't have normally met or interacted with. So that's a, that's the short condensed version of why I started podcasting. Very interesting. Uh, it was kind of similar for me. I started my first show reg- about War Machine, and it was like 2011. Um, and I'd been writing a lot of articles first, like battle reports and stuff like that. And I was just, I guest hosted on a show, and I was like, I want to, I want a podcast too. This sounds fun. Um, one of the things that I learned over time that surprised me was that spending a lot more time talking about the game does actually make you a better player, which was not something that I had realized at first. And not just as a better player, but any hobby that you then go and spend a much more time interacting with other people about learning from them, talking with other people, that is naturally going to improve your your skill and knowledge in that topic. And so now podcasting has kind of grown for me to be this thing where any hobby that I'm into, I want to kind of podcast and share my thoughts and interact with other people and share that information with other people. Um, I don't know if you found something similar in your experiences. Yeah, I think it definitely can be enlightening. Uh, I, I think the content you were creating with Blight Makes Right uh, and, and some of the stuff I did with War Machine was very open. You know, we'd, we'd float things out there, but we were never... Um, speaking as though it was gospel. And as long as you go into it with an open mind, like I said, it's a great way to connect with people on the internet. Um, and it's a great way to hear different things. You know, local meadows tend to be very fishbowl uh, So podcasting is a great way to break out of that, to hear thoughts from other places, to hear what other people are doing, to understand counters and different plays to things. And then it's just a great way to stay involved in the community. You know, during this time in particular, you know, uh, staying motivated for a Marvel crisis protocol has been a little difficult, right? It's harder to get games, much, much harder to get games, you know, but talking to Pat every week, coming on, talking to you, Charles, talking on the discord, all the wonderful people has been very rewarding. And it's definitely kept me painting and kept me coming along on stuff. And and by the way, your new models are great. Sorry, I couldn't make your painting stream. Oh, that's, that's totally okay. It's, it's been kind of a fun little journey, realizing that if I took more time, I'm actually not that bad of a painter. And so I should slow myself down and been trying to research a little bit more techniques. Um, that's actually one of the shows is about doing streams and such. But let's talk about Across the Bifrost specifically. So at what point did you know that you wanted to do a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol? So basically, as soon as I heard about Marvel Crisis Protocol, I was pretty sure that I was going to podcast about it. Uh, One of the interesting things uh, for War Machine is is I had some goals, both for my player skill and uh, for my podcast, my content creation, because I had three War Machine podcasts, believe it or not. I know you know, but some of the other listeners might not have. Uh, So I did have goals for it. And one of the hard things was kind of breaking in, becoming one of the established voices, becoming kind of known. And eventually I succeeded in that. Uh, So my goal for Across the Bifrost was I wanted to be one of the first people out of the gate uh, so pretty much as soon as I heard about it, I started creating across the Bifrost. And because of that, I actually broke some of the rules we're going to go over with what you should do when you create a podcast. So I knew I wanted a podcast and I created across the Bifrost before I really had a great plan or structure for how that podcast was going to be laid out. I, I initially was going to take some stuff that I did from uh, Tangential with Sung Soo, which is mainly an interview podcast. And I was going to do that and across the Bifrost, uh, but, but it proved a little more difficult than I initially set out for. So I, I'm sorry, your, your question was, when did I know I was going to make content? It was uh, basically as soon as uh, I heard about the game, as soon as uh, the game was public knowledge, you know, I have a lot of faith and confidence in the developers of the game, uh, not just the developers, but different employees there. Um, after playing the game, I was really excited about it. So I knew I wanted to be involved in it somehow. 
And one of the great things about a podcast is it's not a huge commitment. Um, so I committed to doing a dozen episodes. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think Across the Bifrost is up to episode 25 now. So I've surpassed that. Um, and it's something I still enjoy doing. So I'm going to keep producing it. So, again, uh, as soon as it came out, I, I was one of the first podcasts out there for it. It's not my best content if you listen to it. But, uh, yeah, you can definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Across the Bifrost. I'll plug myself. Oh, absolutely. Plug yourself as much as you want. If you go back and listen to that early content before we'd even played the game, wasn't I on like episode two or something, two or three? I would have to double check. I think you were episode three, but you were definitely one of the early ones, Charles. And, and initially, um, yeah, so we, we can talk about this. So I think one of the key things to starting a podcast, because there's a lot that can go into starting a podcast, right? One of the key things is you need to have some structure. You need to have a plan uh, and you need to brand it. So however we want to kind of mutate those into something tangible, right? So the first that I think is important is a topic that you're passionate about. So let's assume that that's a game, in this case, Marvel Crisis Protocol or something else. So good. We've got a topic. Okay, now your podcast needs a brand. What kind of pod are you going to provide in this uh, realm? Um, we can talk about ominous protocol, right? You tend to be approaching things from a different direction. You don't want to talk about things that the all the other talking head podcasts are talking about. That's great. You've branded ominous protocol as this podcast that approaches things from a slightly different angle. Even content like this is not traditionally expected content, right? Recalibration Matrix has branded themselves as a podcast that's going to dive way deeper into origin stories and fluff and comics. And in addition, they're going to talk about tactics and some usage on the tabletop. Across the Bifrost in its current iteration, we try to really focus on skills you need to improve your gameplay. So we're going to dive a little deeper in combos and synergies, roster building, things like that. So I think it's really important, A, to have a topic we're passionate about. Let's just assume that's Marvel Crisis Protocol. And then I think it's important to brand your podcast. Like I said, find an identity for your podcast and just make sure that you stay in it. Make sure that it's a natural thing so it's easy to make content there. And when I created Across the Bifrost, I didn't have a strong brand. I wasn't sure what it was going to be at first. I just knew I wanted one. So I went ahead and just started making content. And then eventually I kind of fell into my groove and I was able to brand it really around episode seven or eight. I think I fell into a good groove. No, I, I think that that happens naturally anyway. Like, you know, plans, plans are plans until they meet with reality. What's the cool quote? I know I just slaughtered it. Um, I was trying to start a show around the same time, but I wanted to start a video show and I was trying to push myself in that direction. But since I wanted to do guest content, having guest content and making them ready to do a video is very challenging and more so than what I was ready to tackle at that point. So I stepped back and took a break from it and like, I need to reevaluate. Also, I'd say with Omnis Protocol, I try to be a very guest focused show where it's there is no regular co-host necessarily. There's lots of people that I'll bring back, but lots of people that I want to interview that have never been on. You started off talking with a, a variety of people and trying to do a lot of guests, but then you settled into the like, you know, Pat is your co-host. That is the show and you will bring on guests occasionally. Do you want to talk about kind of the the pros and cons of both for people to consider? Uh, the, the ideology of your podcast is important. Um, so some of the struggles I had was initially across the Bifrost was going to be an interview podcast. I was going to bring people on. We're going to talk about things. I really love those conversations back in War Machine. 
The problem was there wasn't a ton of people to bring on. Um, you know, I got lucky. Uh, I was selected for Atomic Mass Games, so I had the Wills on, which was great. I had Josh Cologne on to talk about donuts. So I was I was lucky there, but there wasn't a lot of people playing. There wasn't a really strong uh, community uh, yet because the game had just released. And even after the starter was out, people were still kind of feeling their ways through it. They didn't have super strong opinions outside of, like, you know, fiery hot internet takes. So it was really hard to find interviews that I thought were worth publishing i don't mean to that in a bad way there was actually three you. episodes of across the bifrost that weren't published because i didn't think that provided value to people um so initially it, it was it was again going to be an interview podcast and then i found myself kind of bringing on all my war machine friends there was a lot of uh speculatory talking you know we were part of that charles but i think this is what it'll be like and a lot of forecasting. I didn't really like being in that space. It's not a space that I like to occupy. I'm a pretty black and white person. I like concrete things. Pat and I did a lot of work together for um, tactical tips for War Machine and Hordes. That was actually some of the content I was proudest of. And, uh, you know, Pat was on once as a guest. And then Pat uh, kind of fell in love with the game a lot more than he thought he was. And he actually reached out to me about, hey, would you what would you think about making this a regular thing? And, uh, yeah, I, I loved working with Pat. It was uh, Pat and Rebecca Banky. Uh, who went as a different name back then. We used to do tactical tips, and I love working with Pat. Uh, and yeah, we kind of settled into Across the Bifrost with the two of us. We still definitely bring on guests. We'd love to have you back on in the future, Charles. Oh, um, I'm down anytime. Had, you hit me up, I'm in. <laughs> we've had Jacob and Norbert on, and, and we're, we've been pretty successful. Um, you know, it's hard to get a great sense of views and listens for podcasts, but, you know, we're, we're happy with where our numbers are being. You know, we're getting, even with the pandemic, I guess what people might not know is p- p- podcast listens are down across the board, depending on the media or depending on the market type, uh, right? We don't have commutes anymore. And that was a large portion of when people listened. So across the Bifrost listens are down about 30% from where they were about six weeks ago. Uh, but we still have a good listener base. Uh, we're still getting, again, it's, it's hard to get exact numbers, but from the data I'm getting, we're still getting about 1500 to 2000 listens per episode. So I'm really happy with where we've kind of settled into that. And the Patreon seem happy. And that's, you know, Charles, thank you again for supporting the podcast. You know, as long as the Patreon seem happy, Pat and I are enjoying what we're doing. Uh, so yeah, we're happy with that. But again, yeah, so uh, it was really just a crime of opportunity. Pat and I have a great chemistry, I think, for talking. And um, yeah, it just came kind of came together nicely. That being said, I think there's a lot of people I could produce content with. It just kind of worked out uh, with Pat reaching out to me at that time where I was really kind of struggling, if we're being honest about it, if I wanted to continue across the Bifrost or what I was going to do with it. Um, I, I was actually considering bringing two hosts on. Uh, there, there was a lot going through my head, and then Pat and I just kind of talked through it, and we decided to do the two of us. So I think that was episode seven or eight where we kind of really fell into our groove. And like I said, we're up to episode twenty-four, twenty-five right now. I don't know. I don't know what the delay is going to be for this to come out. So, well, one one very interesting thing is I I love doing guest episodes, but they are they end up being a lot more work, right? There's always the possibility that your your guest has technical issues or scheduling issues. You have time zones to think about. Like Pat is seven hours difference from you. Yeah, Pat's GMT, and it's actually. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story, yeah, uh, daylight savings time happens at a different time for England than it does in America, which I didn't know about until just Yeah, I didn't know about that impacted my episode with um Oh, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I thought Pat's normally 7 ahead and then he was 8 ahead for a while and I was like, "Oh, okay. My bad. I'll just hang out <laughs> for an hour. It's okay." 
Yeah, been there as well. Yeah, there's just all that sort of stuff to think about. And I I would say, especially if you're a first time podcaster, I think if you can find a co-host that really jives with you, like the way that you and Pat get along, um, Emmanuel, I don't if it hadn't been for him, I don't think my original show removed from play would have been nearly as successful because he and I just fell into a good groove and worked really well together. Um, And so I think if you can create that kind of good, solid duo dynamic, it's 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 a superior show in most cases. And I have found if you're going to have hosts, I think three regular hosts is probably about the most I would recommend more than that starts to get pretty hectic. Is that something that you've encountered as well? Or do you have different feelings? So the very first thing, the very first tip I have is right. It's it's find something you want to podcast about Marvel, right? The second thing is brand yourself, your podcast, however you want to word it. The third thing that I think is important for podcasting is actually uh, the format and structure of your content. And I think this kind of plays into what Charles is talking about. Are you going to have a bunch of guests on? Are you going to have a bunch of hosts? Are you going to do a bunch of segments? Are we going to just talk about one big topic? Um, you can kind of look at it that way. Uh, you know, I did one podcast. It was a bit of a variety show, right? Where it had like three different subjects on the period of a normal podcast episode. Pat and I right now tend to traditionally just cover a single topic. There's a general overarching theme associated with an episode. Ominous Protocol is the same way. So I think it's important to identify what you want to do in the format and structure. And a huge tip I'll give to people who are new to creating podcasts is do not make your podcast too long just you just stop if it's (laughs) over an hour make two episodes like i i just uh, some friends of mine from war machine just sent me a podcast it's two and a half hours long i'm not going to listen to it it's too long it should be four episodes it should be five episodes and that's easily one of the problems you get into with multiple hosts all of us have had this in the work environment if you have a meeting Everyone in the meeting feels like they need to talk. Why? I have no idea. They just feel like they need to talk. It's you crazy extroverts. I blame you. Charles. They want to they want to contribute. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same way with podcast hosts. If if Charles and I were doing a regular podcast, it's great. Charles is something. I bat it back. Charles comes back to me. It flows really nicely. We bring in a third person. Okay, now we have one other person to talk. Jacob uh with Pat and I, he was on across the Bifrost. We, we talked about this real briefly, and Jacob had all these ideas to talk about in this period of time. And Jacob, I'm not picking on you. I, I love you, Jacob. SaveYourProtocols.com, fantastic blog. He had all these things he wanted to talk about. And I'm like, Jacob, we're talking about filling 10 minutes. We can answer one of those questions within the <laughs> minutes. And that's just something you get the hang of kind of as you grow into it more. So figure out the format. Figure out the structure you want to do. And I think that's going to help you find co-host, or hosts or co-hosts. The other thing that I think is really, 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 really important is <laughs> – Make sure that you and your co-host are not echo chambers. It's really good to agree to disagree on different things. It makes for much, much more dynamic conversations than Charles just saying something and I agreeing with him, right? I know I say absolutely a lot on my podcast, uh, but but I, it's yeah, I'm guilty of the same thing, I... man. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. I, I have at different points in my podcasting career, I've had to go, I say absolutely way too much. I need to come up with a few other phrases that basically mean the same thing, but are different. Yeah, it can be, it can be rough. We can kind of fall into the same things, but yeah. I do think it's Habits. really important to, to select your hosts and your co-hosts. And I, I, I honestly think three is too much unless you have one person of those three who is traditionally passive or is just going to facilitate a host role. If you listen to the Across the Bifrost where I'm guest hosting, I don't talk a whole lot. My job in those situations is to introduce a subject, make sure the conversation flows, and then I ignore my – I pull myself out of the conversation. So You're Pat like a just moderator from a, like a convention panel or something like that. 
Right. And in my opinion, that's the only way you can keep one of those things kind of on target with a bit of brevity, uh, given the, the kind of content we're creating. So I do think format and structure are really important. And that kind of comes into play with what Charles was saying with the number of hosts that you want to incorporate. So I think you made a really good point um, there. And so I want to hit on that a little bit, even though this wasn't exactly in our schedule. Um, I totally agree that you're when you're balancing the host and figuring out your length, right? I, when I first started podcasting, I did a lot of hour and a half to two hour episodes. Like I had this mindset where just like get all of the information out. And then as I started doing a lot more aggressive editing of the episodes and realizing having a really condensed 45 to 50 minutes that has just a lot of just packed with the the, the meat and potatoes of the conversation to use a terrible, terrible analogy. Um, you end up with better content that's easier to absorb and people don't listen, don't miss out on really key stuff. And so finding finding the right people to do that with and realize when to break up episodes, that kind of stuff is that kind of stuff is super important. And so um, but all right, so let's dive into some more tips and tricks and advice and stuff for people that want to tackle their own show, maybe a Marvel Crisis Protocol show. Um, we've talked about setting up hosts. We've talked about length. Um, let's talk a little bit about schedule. Um, what are your thoughts as far as weekly shows versus every two weeks or once a month shows? Like what sort of things do you think people should be aiming for? This is a tricky one because I've violated this myself multiple times. (laughs) So if you want to get listeners or viewership is what I commonly call it. You need to be regular, right? Whatever that cadence is going to be, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, first Tuesday, last Thursday, every other Friday, you know, you know, every third Sabbath, whatever schedule you come up with, you need to stick with it, right? Whatever that schedule is, is really important for people to have that regularity. I can go into this Facebook page. I can refresh this podcast. And on these days, the content is going to be there. That's really, really important. And it's crazy the studies on people who won't check again. Right across the Bifrost releases new episodes to the public on Tuesday. If I miss that, or if I'm asleep at the wheel and it releases late, that episode actually gets a substantial, uh, substantially fewer listens than if I release one on time. So not a lot of people come back and check for the thing on Wednesday. So whatever schedule you're going to commit to, uh, just ensure that you can actually commit to it. That being said, sticking to a schedule that is overly aggressive is one of the easiest ways for you to burn yourself out on your content creation. So ensure that you're being realistic about it and don't be afraid to step away and take a little bit of a break if you need to. What advice would you have for someone who needs to figure out the content for their episode, right? Because you, in this game, you have a whole lot of fluff information to think about, right? You've already mentioned Recalibration Matrix does kind of a 50-50 mix, but there are other shows that are just talking specifically about the characters that they're playing and going over their um, their storylines and that sort of thing. So you can do a, a comic-focused show that's a little bit of MCP content. You can do tactical stuff. You could do, you probably even do a painting show. I mean, I don't know if that's better as a, as a stream or something like that or a video show, but you still could talk about it. Um, I think a fair amount of people would listen while they're painting. So, but what, what advice do you have there for someone who's trying to figure it out? They want a podcast, they want to hop into this hobby, but they want to figure out what the topic should be. So this is something you and I have even talked about. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's two, there's two, two steps to this. One is why are you podcasting? 
if you're podcasting for yourself, then it doesn't really matter what you want to talk about, right? If you're podcasting, if you're going to enjoy the journey, and if anyone else comes along with you, that's great. And you see a lot of Twitch streams that way, where they're just putting their stuff out there, and they're not worried about what everyone else thinks. They're happy with what they're creating in and of themselves, and they don't care if five people, ten people, a hundred people, a thousand people, five thousand people listen. They don't care. The other is if you want to fill a niche in the community. And what I do every time I start a podcast is I try to listen to as much content in the community as I possibly can. Now, when Across the Bifrost started, there wasn't any content. So that was really easy. But I, I think right now, if, if you were to create a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast, and I encourage you to, there, there's tons of space out there. Ton, like, more content's more better. That You understand what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I would listen. There, you know, there's, um, there's Fury's Finest. There's... Um, House Party Protocol. There's obviously, we talked about Omnis Protocol, Recalibration Matrix. Turn Zero uh, Across Gaming. Across the Bifrost. Yep, Turn Zero Gaming. I think they're in episode 10, 9 or 10 now. I can't exactly remember. So I would try to listen to at least two episodes of every one of those podcasts and see where you think you fit in that ecosystem. You know, I never want to just be repeating or I don't want to be a, an echo chamber of an existing niche. I would try to kind of put your own spin on something. And that goes back to, uh, you know, the, the, the second podcasting tip I have in general is just brand yourself. And I think they think finding and understanding your brand and being authentic to it is, is a comes, it goes hand in hand with where do you fit in the community? Um, if that makes sense, you know, when, when you, when you have a job, when you work, uh, you, you know, you have a specific role and that role is often not one that's duplicated with someone else. And I think with content creation, if you really want to get listens, if you, if you want to stand out, I think it's important to kind of find a space where you can occupy it and kind of live there. That that's kind of what you ended up doing with Omnis protocol, right, Charles? I was there when you were beginning the show and I was talking about starting a show at the same time. And then I stepped back from it and came back. And I think you guys were on episode eight, episode nine or something like that when I was ready to start podcasting again. And I definitely listened to your show and Recalibration Matrix at that time. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to come out here and then just be the same thing that these guys are doing. And so I definitely was like, I need to find my own you know, niche. I need to figure out what I was going to do with the show. Um, and so one, I just wanted to like get the first episode out and introduce. And so I thought, well, let's do this first episode. I'm introducing me and we want to talk about introducing people to the game. So I was like, let's just start with an episode about demoing and like community building and that sort of thing. And then I'm like, from there, I need to figure out, but I knew I'm going to be just me with one guest. I'm going to bring on different people every episode. I want to do that. I figure out my length. I wanted 40, 50 minutes, something that fits in a lunch break. And I wanted weekly content. So I answered at least those questions initially. And then I wanted to kind of figure out exactly what sort of space I was going to operate in. And then, you know, I saw so many episodes of everybody's stuff. And they were doing these very character specific episodes. And so that's where I thought, okay, I'm going to hop in. I'm going to do some affiliation focused stuff. And nobody, I don't think anybody was really doing that at the time. I mean, you'd have topics, but that wouldn't be the focus of the episode. So that was where I got my first fitting and that gave me some time. And now I think almost unintentionally, the, the magic player from me, you know, the magic player from my background, um, I think I like talking about the game in kind of the way that you would talk about a Magic the Gathering deck and its matchups and adjusting and changing it, but applying that to um, a Marvel Crisis Protocol roster. And so I think that's kind of my space. It's it's a weird space. I don't, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I guess that's what I'm focusing on now. 
Yeah, I mean, if I was just to steal your podcast, and I'm a little behind. I think I'm two episodes behind, uh, just because my my listing has gone down with the world currently. You know, you you're, you always have guests. You're kind of the premier guest podcast, and I do think you always approach things from a different angle. So I, I always appreciate that. And again, I think it's kind of important to find your niche. So if you want to start a podcast, again, uh, identify or are you, you going to be happy if you get twenty listens? Are you going to be happy if you get ten listens? For some people, it's really important to get a lot of listens. And if you, if you want a lot of listens, then you need to fill a find a need, find something something the community wants and then you know to satisfy that simple supply and demand right absolutely and that's i that is one of the most important things where you do got to ask yourself why am i creating this content and is it just because you and a buddy want to talk about this stuff and you figure out, hey, let's record it and then let other people listen to these conversations. And that can be super fun and that's totally okay. You can go, I want to build up listener base and I want to try to have a super popular show. And if that's your avenue, you you are going to have to figure out like what's going to make you stand out? What is going to make you different? Or if you're going to tackle stuff that other people are doing, what is going to make yours different enough or better in a different way or what what's going to accomplish that and i think you got you got to answer those those hard questions sometimes they're not always the easiest questions to answer yeah and it might be as simple as like uh, pretend you like across the bifrost right you might literally just think you can do a better show than pat and i and, and that's fine I'm not i don't have to pretend to like across the bifrost yeah. Right. But <laughs> if you think you can fulfill a better competitive uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol than Pat Nine across the Bifrost, and that's a legitimate niche, niche, and you can grab that and run with it. And, you know, I, I wish you all the best. Um, so just like I said, just finding a niche, owning it kind of goes hand in hand with branding, I think is really important for starting any content creation, uh, you know, audible or otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to steal your your coined phrase, um It'd be hard for me to like make a suggestion because one of the things I did back in War Machine a lot was I was helping to guide people who wanted to start podcasts. I was running a blog for quite a while that also hosted a bunch of shows. And there was a lot of times that I actually actively pursued people and I was like, dude, you should start a show and represent this area. And um, there were some fun things that like there was a show called Forgot to Feet. And they started off with a series of nerd questions, kind of actually the way that some of your um, behind the scenes shows um, where you just kind of ask some funny questions. And so it was like half talking about the game and half like general nerdery kind of stuff. Um, so there's still some weird avenues. If you're creative, like there's a lot of fun things that people could still do. So I'm, I'm eager to see what sort of content pops up, especially with all this downtime for people to hobby and create. Yeah, I mean, there, there's tons of space you can occupy. If, if you want to talk about fluff for Marvel, it's insane, right? It's it's uh, the amount you could just go into with like a super deep comic talks is, is astounding, right? You could do a, a similar thing to a lesser degree with the MCU. There, there's all sorts of different areas you could talk. So again, I just think finding something, owning it, committing to it, and then just producing content on it is important. Uh, a, a couple tips if you were going to start your own podcast just from a content side, I would try to guest on a few podcasts before you just dive into creating your own uh you could reach out to charles here you could reach out to myself and across the buy for us there's also two different podcasts you could reach out to that normally take guests uh you know i, I i'm not from my side i'm, I'm not always going to say yes uh when I, when I look for a guest audition um i usually ask okay well i understand you want to come on that's great what are you going to talk about and i basically am expecting you to pitch an entire episode to me 
Um, so he just, definitely does that. He makes me do that every time. <laughs> come, come prepared. Uh, but I would try to get on a couple podcasts as, as, for guest lets beforehand. And and Charles and I are great on that. Like I, I don't care if I've never heard of you before. If you're you know one of the most famous Marvel players in the world, that's that's a joke referencing War Machine stuff. Uh, but there are <laughs> lots of podcasts that'll go out there that'll get you on air. Uh, Jamie from uh, Nevada, I think. I think I can say he's from Nevada. He's a fantastic guest. He's wonderful. You know, I'd love to have him on Across the Bifrost in the future. And he's someone that, you know, until he was on Omnis Protocol, no one had ever heard about. But he has a great voice. He has a great approach to the game. He's very eloquent. And, I, you know, he's one of those people out there that, you know, could start his own podcast if he wanted to. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, a bunch of your listeners out there could as well. Oh, I totally agree. And Jamie is not someone I knew before the Across the Bifrost Discord, but I just noticed with how the conversations were going, I'm like, this this seems like the kind of person that I could have some really interesting conversations with. And we had messaged a few times, and then we met at Las Vegas Open, and we grabbed lunch a couple of different times after some games, and I just really enjoyed the conversation with him. And I'm like, I think this can translate directly into a podcast. So I didn't know him I didn't know him for more than like a week before he was on my show for the first time. Yeah. So just, if you're going to, if you're going to pod, I would just try to do a guest spot, one or two guest spots before you launch your own would be my, my personal advice. All right. So before we wrap this stuff up, why don't you tell the listeners how they can find you? Obviously I have a link to your Patreon on my um, link tree for Omnis protocol, but how else could someone find your stuff? Uh, first of all, thank you. I didn't know you did that. I think you told me, but I forgot. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook at CO Wargaming. Uh, I'm in Colorado, so that's why the CO is there. And that's just a general place for all the content I've created. And then I'll be honest, I just didn't want to create another, like, across the Bifrost page for all the people that like that to follow it over. You can also find Pat and I on Facebook, uh, Sung Su, uh, T-S-E-U-N-G-T-S-U, and then Pat Dunford. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sung Su and on Instagram at Sung Su as well. And then patreon.com slash across the Bifrost is the easiest way to find us. Uh, you can message us there. Uh, the, the the base episodes are 100% free, even though they're hosted off uh, Patreon. So you can go there, listen to them. You can also find us on like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Muse on Minis, the Muse on Podcast stream. So you can find us a bunch of different places, uh, but those are definitely the easiest ones. Um, anyway, well, Song Su, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing podcast tech with me. And I hope this ends up being super helpful for the listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out to Charles and I on Facebook or anywhere else. We're, we're happy to talk shop with you, even if shop is just talking about like getting you set up, getting a rig, figuring out hosting and listing spaces like that. So, but you know, long story short, if you want to make content, just start recording some content, get it out there, have your friends listen to it, have your aunt, have your uncle listen to it, have all you know. You can send it to Charles and I. We'll listen to it. Just get it out there. Have people start listening to it, learn from it, iterate, and yeah, hopefully enjoy the process. For sure. All right. Well, Sung Su, you have a wonderful evening. Listeners, I hope you get to start your own show. And afterwards, the lessons that people learn from your show makes them super OP. 